So, mayong buntag sa tanan. Daghang salamat for inviting akong pamilya dere. I'm gonna do akong best to do a halo halo. What nagwali sa word of God here. So, nagampot um, shall we? I'm excited. Salamat gino for imong gugma today, Lord God, and your guidance and your perfect peace. Thank you, Lord God, for your truth that sets the captives free, Lord God. And I just pray today, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. We say, Lord God, come and establish your throne. Sit high above every other name. We declare, Holy Spirit, that you are God, that you rule and reign in majesty today. Let your glory shine before us, Lord God. Lord God, we chase after your presence, Lord God. And let this word bring life. Rema, Lord God. Satanan, Lord God. Let it bring life everlasting. Singalan Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so no need sa akong intro because my very guapo brother has uh, given the intro. So I'm Daba Wenyu and. Uh, Americano, Mukalate is what I call myself. Hello, hello. Mukalate. And I'm thankful that God has brought a familia tanandere, Balik sa Dabao, Balik sa Philippines, because God has a plan for our people. Now, dere, will I Americano? Will I British? Will I Filipino? Will I Korean? Will I black? Will I pink? Will I yellow? We are isang familia na lang. Amahan sa langit. That's what we call him. Father, Abba. Amen. So today, walay ulaw sa imong spirito, walay ulaw sa imong una-una. Don't come ashamed, right? You want to come ready. Come expectant. Because God is ready to speak. He says, I am here my arm is never short. Right? It's ready lang. Ang problema karun is that daghan tao think that God has gone away. He's never gone away. And today... Akong message, I believe, will draw you back to Him and keep you safe. Kinsa dere wants a solid foundation sa imong kinabuhi, right? Tanan, sa tanan, we all want a solid foundation so that you can run, limping along in your Christian walk. And today I'm going to talk about chasing, recognizing the presence, ng presencia sa recognizing it, how to recognize the presence of God. And then number two, how to host it. Unsa nang host sa Bisaya? Like to, akong maestro, unsa nang host? Oh, like, like to, to, to put it into your house, to bring it in, to welcome it. Kabaluka? Like to host? Like I'm hosted dere sa imong simbahan. Like a host. Nagdumala. Thank you, maestra. One of these days, pray for me. My prayer is that I can speak tanan in Bisaya, the word of God, but karun, halo halo lang, because otherwise, so hard. Um, okay, so today, I want you to know the truth, because when you know the truth, that's where everything should flow from, right? And in order to know and recognize God's presence, you need to know what it is. What is the truth? And you need to desire to put it in your life because often na lang we have 
daghang problema in life. Imong huna-huna, imong lawas, your body, your head, your soul, your spirit is, is distracted. And then you forget the source of life is right here. Imong hope is in Jesus Christ na lang. Nothing else. Nothing else. And He's here in our room. He's direct. Right, the temple of God, it's good to gather in a building. But what is the temple of God? And so, before we start, is you. We are the living temples of God. Grabe, that's mind-blowing, right? That the creator of the heavens and the earth, he created the universe, Saturn, Mars, Pluto, and further inhabits his people. Grabe. So if you're worried at all today, understand who's in you and who's with you. Because when you put your house, your temple in order, God is ready to show his glory through your life. Amen? Okay. So open imong um, Biblia to uh, uh, 2 Kings. You have it with you. Chapter 4. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through... We're going to read the Word of God this morning, okay? So I need you to read your Bible. I'll read the English version because it's too long, too deep for me. Okay? All right. So let's read. We're going to talk about the story of a very wise woman, a Shunammite woman, right? 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8. Let's go. One day, Elijah went on to Shunan, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. Verse 9, And she said to her husband, Behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God, who is continually passing our way. Verse 10, Let us make a small room on, on the roof with walls, and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp, so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. Pause. This woman was rich, but I want to add she was wise. She recognized the presence, the presencia of God. In our lives today, remember, you are the temple of the living God. Can you recognize the presence of God? Do you know what to look for? Do you know the secret to knowing and understanding the presence of God? What do you study? There, there's a thing that we talk about in our, in our Bible studies. You ever see like fake notes? It's an, uh, like fake cash. You know, like, the, like fake money, right? And then there, there are people that are specialists to recognize fake money in the banks, the banco, the nun, right? And then they always check. You would think potential that to understand fake, you study what's fake, right? Kind of like, yeah. If you want to know what's fake, study the fake notes. So Daghan notes, study. Ah, delete. This is fake. That's fake. That's it, right? Delete. You know what they spend their time on? Tanan, satanan, like always, is to study real money, the truth. Look, nalans, the truth, constant, 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 because when one fake note comes by, recognizable nasha, immediate. That's not true. That's false. I want to ask you this question today. 
What are you spending your time on day in and day out? What are you looking at? What are you listening to with your ears? And potentially, what are you speaking about? Because this is the order of your life. If you're finding yourself confused, chances are you're studying not the truth. Chances are you're spending imong time outside of the presence of God. You're not recognizing. You're only looking at the world. The world is governed by whom? The principality of the air. And he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy what God has placed in your heart. Your destiny, your future. So the secret to recognize, understand, subdan, what is truth, is to stay in the truth. So what do you spend your time on? Nagbagong New Year's resolution. Everybody goes, fitness, health. I want to become more guapo, more guapa. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to earn more cuarta. I'm going to be fit. I'm going to have six-pack, eight-pack, 12-pack. I'm going to make my face whiter because maybe potential I'll be more attractive. Oh, grabe. That's all false. God has made you perfect. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God said, you're mine. And walay ulaw. You can stand up and say, I am a child of God. Amen. Full stop. End of story. So if you have the false come in and you say, oh, you only come from Davao. Oh, you only come from this village. Oh, your family is poor. Your family is rich. Oh, 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 you came from a family of sinners. Blah, 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 blah. Noise, 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 noise. You stop it with the truth. Recognize it. But if you don't spend time in the truth, sayang, your mind and your heart gets misled. Then you forget who you are. And then you think God's hand is short, like a T-Rex, can't reach you. Delete. God created everything and he says, I'm here, child, get up. So if you're worried today, come back to the truth. Remember who you are in Christ, saved by grace, chosen. Young people, your future is secure only in God. He has a plan that's greater than you could dream, hope, or imagine. I promise you that. So, recognize the truth. So what did this Shunammite woman do? She saw the presence of God and said, Grabe, I'm going to grab hold of that. Because she knew in her heart and her mind that that is where life will be. So whenever God's presence comes, she organized her house. She built a new place. Dili, easy. It's not easy to change your life to make room for the presence of God. Because your flesh wants to fight. Your flesh wants to hide. It says that sin is like a tasty morsel. It's like, like... You know, when you have a sao-sao dip and you got that nice pork, and, mm, oh, you just don't stop. You keep dipping. It's like that. Sin can be like that. You go, oh, oh, let me. Oh, get my halang silly. Oh, and then you, oh, oh, I'm finished. Oh, no, balik, balik. Oh, and the next thing you know, busog ka ayo, sakit sa imong stomach, sakit sa imong heart. Going, ah, grabe. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get unfit and unhealthy. I've broken my vow to be healthy this. That's like sin. It starts small. Recognize it and be bold because today I want to talk about how you can host the presence of God. But God and sin do not mix. Like too big in oil, 
You put water and oil, the oil separates, it sits on the top. Did it mix? Light and darkness cannot mix. Wallahi gray, wallahi shades of gray, wallah, that's a lie. So today I want you to live merciless, like a militant. When you see falseness, you say, Fatayjud, cut it. And how do you respond? When Jesus spoke to the devil in the desert, he said, it is written. Nagstadisha is the word of God. Do you have that ready in your life? When the lies come, do you recognize the lies? Because if delay, if you don't recognize the lies, you will host the lies and not the presence of God. Let me say that again. If you don't understand what is truth in your life today, you are hosting a lie. And what does a lie lead to? Idolatry, self-worship, death. Young people and old people, the nun alike. We need to recognize the truth because the truth in His presence is what sets us free and gives us everything we need. Amen? So this woman, she recognized the presence of God. She saw it, right? And so what did she do? She changed her life to make sure that whenever God's presence was there, there was a place that she knew that God would be. In your heart today, is it too busy kaayu, like the traffic in Davao? No room to maneuver. Mm. Ask the Holy Spirit. Because if He says and shows you something in your heart that's clogging, like blockage na lang, the presence of God, then today God says, I want to set you free. I want you to look in my face the truth. And today you will never be the same again. For some of you here today, I believe, nagsafrika from old things, past hurts, pains, that you don't even have realized you've let go. God says, forgive. A lack of forgiveness is listening to falseness. Why? Because you think that if you stay angry, that maybe they will be made right. Do you know that when you forgive someone, this is really what happens. You give the outcome to God. Sometimes you forgive, but you want to control what they do next. You want to fix what they did. Listen to me. When you forgive, you're giving control to God. So it doesn't matter what happens next. It's God's job. Your job is to be made right and look at the truth. Whether you were hurt righteous, unrighteously, or it wasn't your fault, or if it was your fault, when you forgive and you say, God, I humbly come to you and I trust you and I only look at your truth. I am made new, no longer in condemnation. Now the outcome for that person, I pray for their heart and their soul, and I pray, Lord, that you would meet with them. But if they don't change, I will not bring back my forgiveness. I've given it to the Lord. That's how to walk in freedom. That's how you can walk in love. And people go, how can you still stand up in the presence of that enemy? Because you could say, this is no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And he's the hope, not me, and certainly not them. This is how you make order in your house. There's a story. I'm going to just jump real quick to... Uh, I think it's Samuel. We'll come back to this, okay? So remember this bit. Jump with me to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15. 
And I'll just summarize na lang because daghan text. There's a story of Saul. And the prophet, the prophet of God in verse 15 says this in chapter 3. Uh, verse, chapter 15, verse 3. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. The key word is all. Tanan. Do not spare them. These were evil in the land, okay? Consider these things of sin in your heart. This is our house. This is the temple of God. When God says separate, cut, tanan, walay gray, remember? No mix. No, no halo halo like me. Pure lang. Do not spare them, but kill both uh, man, woman, child, infant, ox, sheep, camel, and donkeys. God is trying to say, when I say separate from those things that are lies, separate from the sin in your life, it's not partial, it's total. Ask God today, are there things in your life that you've held on to? Now this was the charge over Saul by God. What did Saul do? Let's jump down to verse 9. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fattened calves and of the lambs. So Saul thought in his life, Sai Young, why should I let this go? Ask yourself this question. Do you have things in your life that you're saying, Sai Young, it's, it's okay, Lung. It's not so bad. It's only a movie. It's only a series. Hey, what's up, brother? Um, it's okay, Lung. I can follow God still. I, partial na lang ko, secret na lang. Nobody knows. Closed door, secret. Partial, but God sees. And the problem is when you hold on to these things, it's like a chain on your, on your ankle. And then you wonder, no, no, man, I'm not free. No, no, man, I don't feel the joy of the Lord fully. Potential that you've said sayang to something in your life and held on to it. This is what happens. And, but then he goes, but all that was worthless, I, I, I killed it. So the stuff that basically, dili na need. I don't need it. Ah, okay, I'll follow God on that. Simple na lang. Sunday morning, I can look good. I can follow God. Okay ra. I, I don't have to go karaoke Sunday morning. I'll come and sing at church. Okay, nice. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Nang problema is this. Because this is what Saul did. And this is what we can do. Bearing in mind, this is importante kaayo if you want to host the presence of God. Because God cannot mix with darkness. He's pure and holy and He's a just God. So the word of the Lord came to Samuel, verse 10, uh, verse 11. I regret that I made Saul king, for he turned back from following me and has not performed my commands. God sees when we, when we partially follow along. This is what happened. So then uh, jump to verse 1. Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. And he was told Samuel, Saul, come to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself and turned and passed on and went to Gilgal. Verse 15. So, so the prophet is challenging Saul. 
Na naman. Claro kayo. You knew the truth. You knew the instruction. Why did you hold on to some of these good deeds? Do you not trust God? Do you think you're smarter than God? Well, God said this, but I think I could make it mas maayo if I do this. You know, God told me to cut that off, but maybe there's a better way. Grabe. Who's the creator? Who made you? God. Did you make yourself? No. So if you don't follow God, exacto. Well, I left and right. This is what happens. So then what happens in your mind? There's people here today that are playing this game with God. So Saul said, they have brought them, because the prophet's like, why can I hear sheep? I can hear goats. I can, I can see and hear. I, didn't God say, tanan, cut off. It's dangerous. Then Saul said this, and this is the danger for all of us. Well, uh, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen, lie coming, to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have uh, devoted to de destruction. You cannot take what is sin and offer it as worship to God. This is what happens in the world, sayang in Christian circles. I will live the way I want to live and then I will shape and put the word of God on the way I live. Let me explain that. So you're walking along and then maybe with relationships. The Bible says don't be unevenly yoked. It's okay lang. Uh, there are good people and they'll eventually follow Jesus so we'll, we'll cohabitate. Or in this workplace, everybody else is doing it. So I'm going to take gamay kwarta here and there just like everybody else. It's okay lang. I'm going to give some of this to the offering on Sunday. It's holy. Sayang. God says that is not obedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. And don't try to make God lesser than you by outsmarting Him. God, I know you said to cut it all off, but I think I have a better plan. Does it, yeah, it sounds stupid, right? God has a perfect plan and you're messing it up. It's you that's choosing to do it. Nobody's pressuring you. You have everything you need to live this life of godliness. God sent His Holy Spirit to guide you, to comfort you, to speak to you, to sharpen your conscience. Today, some of you, your consciences are dead. This is the way to sharpen it if you want to live free. And later on, the prophet says this, look, obedience is better than sacrifice. If you look at it in verse uh, 22, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. Verse 23, For rebellion is at the sin of divination, and presumption is, an, is as iniquity and idolatry. What happens is that you worship yourself rather than God. Is that, let me ask you this question, if God is showing this in your life, in your heart, in the way you love your spouse, the way you love your family, the way you work faithfully or maybe partial faithfully, wherever God has placed you, in the secret, in the quiet, behind closed doors, are you serious? Are you saying, God, I will obey you 
to every part of my life because only then is my house ready to host the presence of God. Live without mercy to sin. Be ruthless. That's the only way to do it, like a military re re regime. If you can't subdue your flesh, then ask God to help you and then put things into action. If your time is spent more in things that are not the truth, then I would challenge you this year. Do you know where the truth sits? If you can't hear God, it's a lie. You know why? Because we have this Bible. If any of you don't have a Bible, talk to us. Then you have really no excuse. Pastor Gary can get you one. God has given you everything you need right here. He speaks. He's alive. But we need to obey. If you want to fulfill everything that God has in store as it is in heaven, to have it here on earth, it takes hardcore obedience. But with that comes freedom. With that comes the result. God says, I have something so much greater for you today. So today, guys, if you are struggling in any way, I guarantee you there is, there is something in your life or in your heart that God is probably saying, let it go. You've made that an idol above me. You're trusting yourself beyond me. And so this woman, let's go back to two kings. Let's move on. Goes. And, and the prophet says, hey, what, how can I repay this woman? Surely she wants something for the presence of God, right? I'm doing all this good work. And you know, so they ask him. He gets his servant to ask him. Ask this woman what she needs. Her response is this. In verse... Uh, 13. So this is the prophet saying to his man, and he said to him, say now to her, see, you have taken all this trouble for us. Like you've, you've made room for me. What is to be done for you? Would you uh, have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? Like, do, do you want some serious help from us? I, I have that. I can go straight to the king. If you have any annoying neighbors or liars around you, hey, because you've been hosting the presence of God, you can get them now. You can get them, and you can get it back. But what's amazing with this woman is she said, I dwell among my own people. In another translation, I'm well cared for by my people. I'm okay. I need nothing. I just want to host the presence of God. You know why she's wise? Because she understood that if she hosted the presence of God in her house, her house would be in order and her house would be blessed. Yes. So we don't chase after God to gain anything of this earth. We chase after God because we know he is life and he's the source. And if you have a need or a question or a hurt or a pain, today, the answer is in the presence of God. So don't seek God to answer your problem. Seek God for God. This woman was given the chance. Do you want me to speak to the king? Who do you want to kill? Do you have any enemies? We'll go get them. I'll, I'll put a good word for you. She goes, ah, I don't need it. I'm good. I just want you in my house. I just want your presence. I just want to be in your presence. Because I know that that's where I will be fully alive. So what happens is this. The, the, the servant um, of Elijah goes, well, I know that she doesn't, she, she's bad in well, I buntis. She's never been pregnant, never had a bata. 
And he goes, oh. So without her knowing, and then the, the, he, he says to her, you're going to be pregnant. She goes, don't joke. Joke lang dili. It's not fair because that's something that's, imagine for her, that's something that she's probably been asking the Lord for. Today, how many of you have got things in your heart that you've been asking God and say, you know what, now, Gamay, I'm a little sad. I I've given up na lang. Don't dare tell me there's hope. Don't dare tell me that there's a change could come. I've given up on that. God says today that if you would host His presence and, 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 and make that first in your life and don't host it to have an answer for your problem, but host it because you know that that is life. And that is what re that He requires of us in obedience. Then know that God says, I'm going to bring a breakthrough. This woman was wise. She knew that if I host the presence of God, everything's going to be okay. But then she dared hope. The president of God said, now I'm ready to do something. I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. Why does it say in the scriptures, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then what happens? And then, only then, will all of these things be added unto you. What are those things? Those things that we desire, those things that we're crying out for, you know, a breakthrough in your family. There's nothing wrong in those desires. God has put those in. But God says, come to the source first. I am all you need. And the outflowing, well, watch out. I'm about to make my name famous in your life. So if you feel small, chase after me, and I'll show you how big I am. There's no fear when you're with me. It's like when we play basketball and you come up to some big guys and you're like, oh, Robbie, we can't take those guys on. You're like a little David. And God says, I'm with you. What do you got to fear? Go and have fun and see what I will do. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So the woman conceived and bore a son. So the very thing that I'm sure that this woman desired and had lost hope for, God broke through. But what was the order? She seeked him for his righteousness, not for his answeredness, not for his making things nicer, more comfortable in your house. If you have a spouse that you're praying for that's not following the Lord, seek God first. Maybe forgive them and let God work on their heart. You get deeper with God and watch what happens with your spouse, with your family. God is the answer, not you. So what happens is this. The very gift that she was given in the next set from verse 18 got taken away in a terrible moment. And here's the picture. When you learn how to host the presence of God in your life, this is what comes. Faith will rise. So when the hard times come, you can withstand them. Why? Because God is with you and you've hosted it. You've practiced it in the small. So when the big comes, you do not break. And this is what, she, what happened. Verse 18. When the child had grown, so the promise, the hope that she'd received... He went out one day to his father among the reapers, and he said to his father, verse 19, Oh, my head, akong ulo, akong ulo, sakit. Jude, kayo. The father said to his servant, carry him to his mama. Right? And this is what happens. And when he lifted him up and brought him to his mother, 
The, the child sat on her lap until noon, and then he died. She watched the very provision of God look like it was stolen and taken from her. The devil looked at Jesus when he died and said, he's defeated. It's done. I've killed him. I've killed your destiny. But God said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm about to rise. God is saying to you today, there's something that you've held on to. You may have turned that into an idol and maybe even hated on God. Blame God. Said, oh, this calamity in my heart and in my life. I thought it was a gift. Now it's dead. What am I going to do? But you see, the Shunammite woman was smart and wise. Because she had hosted the presence of God over and over and over again. She knew how to look at it with the right eyes. She looked at it with the eyes of faith rather than failure. Faith rather than fear. Because she knew who was with her. This is what she says. Now bearing in mind, can you imagine the very hope slip away from your hands? Horrible picture. Then this is what happens. And she went up and laid him. Where did she put her son immediately? She went up and laid him on, on the bed of the man of God and shut the door behind him. She immediately went to where? To cry on the streets? To yell at the people? Scream at God? No, she put her very deepest hurt and pain and all of her fears and she brought it into the presence of God. She didn't take it to a man. She went to the man of God's room where God resided in her home. So if you have anything going on and it's sakit kayo, or you're concerned, you're worried for the future, you're fearful of the past, you're, you're stressed about the current, come into the presence of God and put it there and close the door and get on with what God has given you. So then faith was rising. She didn't put her son there not knowing why. She, had, she was specific kayo. In life, you don't just walk around hoping for the best. You know the best. His name is Jesus. So come straight to him. Stop wasting your time. You're playing around. You're looking at horoscopes. Maybe, maybe you're listening to other people. God says, I'm here. So what she did, and she called to her husband, verse 22, and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys, that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. So she was going to inquire of God. And her husband's like, what? what? Why are you going right now? This is the worst time of our life. Shouldn't you be organizing things at home, setting things straight? She does this. And, and he said, uh, why will you go to him today? It's neither new moon or the Sabbath. It's not the standard thing to do. She didn't care. She was like, I will humbly go to where I know my answer sits. Watch this, guys. And then she said, all is well. How can you say that when you've just lost the most precious thing in your life? Or so it seems. All is well. Okay lang. Walay problema. Grabe. Unsa? Say that again. Walay problema. I'm gonna go. Where are you going? Stay here and fix this. Fight me for it. Fight everyone around you. Scratch everybody's eyes. They deserve it. They abandoned you. Go get them back. Sort this out. That's the world, isn't it? Then social media, what does it say in social media, young guys? Love yourself. 
Love yourself first. It's the opposite in the kingdom. Love God, love your neighbor first. Forgive, turn the other cheek. Watch me work. Know you by your fruit. What's the fruit that you're offering people around you? She goes, okay lang, wala problema, husband. Kumbana, don't worry. What? Aren't you destroyed? No, because I know where my help comes from. Then she saddled the donkey and she said to her servant, urge the animal on, do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you, like, don't stop. Go run into the presence of God. Do not stop. Put your foot, pedal to the metal. Be like a race car driver. When you're desperate for God's answers, run into his presence. Don't walk slowly. Oh, there's a TV program. Here's a book. Here's a story. Oh, kumusta? Oh, you want to go and drink? Oh, okay, lang. Let's go dip some more of that stuff. Oh, let me. Oh, let's just let, let's feel sorrowful about how our lives are a problem. And you're taking it easy. No, God says rush into his presence. Because he knows that that's where you're safe. She knew if I slow down, my mind and my flesh will grab me. I must go quickly. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, look, there is the Shunammite. And he sends the servant. This is interesting. He sends not the direct source, but somebody else ahead. Now listen. Run at once to meet her and say to her, is all well with you? So this is even a connected person. This could be like a pastor. This could be a brother in Christ. Hey, bro, how are you doing? Are you okay? I was praying for you. Hey, you want to talk about stuff? Come. There's times in our life when you need to understand that only God is the answer. No man can guide you into a life of holiness. No leadership can guide you into the promised land. Our promised land is in Christ. He is our inheritance, right? So what happens? He goes, is all well with you and, and with your husband? And again, look at her faith. And he goes, is all well with your child? <gasps> he asked her about the very problem that she had. How do you respond? That's how she says. And she answered, okay lang. All is well. Wala problema. Unsa? What? What? Think about it for a minute. Oftentimes, when you have a problem, what do you do? Chismis. Oh, yeah, you want to know the problem? Uh, she said this, and he did that, and now I was hurt. I was right. He was wrong. Ah! And then chismis, 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 gossip, gossip, gossip. I know we're laughing, but it happens. You know, when, when you grumble against God, that's what happened to the Israelites. They went in circles and never saw the fulfillment of the full promise of God. Sayang. When you look at not the truth, when you look at falsehood and speak it, think it, move it, act on it, feed it, eat it, what's going to happen? It will breed death, not life. So speak life. This woman knew, if it's not God directly, I'm cool. All is well. But I'm busy. I need to get to God. I'll come back to you later, but I'm desperate for God. There's nothing wrong with saying you're desperate, because God knows. You don't have to be perfect and always, I never have a problem. I'm super strong. I'm a Christian. Psh, 
Us Christians don't have any struggles, do we? No way. Then you're not spiritual. Go away, you unholy human. We only want perfection in this church. It's stupid. But how you come to God is important. Wisdom. This is why I said, recognize the presence of God, then host it with all your life. Because that's the source. And he requires purity and holiness because he's just and pure. He said, walk in the light because I'm in the light. So if there's any part of your body, even in the dark, cut it off or pull it back. It's not a question of it's okay if you do this. It's like either you do it or you don't. You're either hot or you're cold. So she says to the man, okay lang. The guy's like, Pff. and then she gets, does this, verse 27. And when she came to the mountain of God, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the mountain, to the man of God, then this is when she showed humility. This is what happens behind closed doors, guys. To the mountain, you go away with the Lord. Have you set apart time to be more with the Lord than more with your other things that's making you busy? That traffic I talked about in your heart and in your mind. Busy kayo, clear out the path. Come to the mountain of God. Sit in His presence. Then be humble. Don't come with pride or anger. This is what she does. She caught hold of His feet. Baho kayo. Imong teil. She caught hold of the feet. She didn't grab him by the face where he has perfume. And, mwah, mwah, mwah. Hello, welcome, welcome, Lord, presence. No, she was desperate. I don't care. I need God today. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to go down to the feet of Christ. And Gehazi's, the servant said, try to push her away. Stop that. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing him. Why are you chasing after God in the middle of all these people? You know how stupid you look? Say, my God will provide. Your house is burning. My God will provide. Your child is dead. My God will provide. Amen. Your hope is done. He's done this. She's done that. This was done to you. My God will provide. I will not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because my hope comes from him alone. My life is in Christ and Christ alone. So she grabs hold of his feet. Can you see the picture? Guys, I leave her alone. But the man of God said, leave her alone. For she is in bitter distress. I can see it. God sees and hears you. He knows when you're in distress. And when you come to him with your full honesty, with full humility, with full just repentance in your heart, say, God, I need you. I got nothing else. I'm going to close the door. I don't care what people say. Only you will suffice. And the Lord has hidden it from me and he's not told me. Then she said, then she, then she describes the problem. Did I ask for this child? I never even asked for this problem. How many times do we feel that in life? Why me? I didn't want this. I want to sit underneath my coconut tree, drink fresh buco, and chill. But now instead, I have thorns in my head, my back. I just got the gun problema. I didn't ask for this, God. See, you can be honest with God. There's no shame in saying, in my weakness, only God is then shown strong. 
not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. I'm only here because of God. And you can say that. And when you speak to God, be honest. So God says, I hear you. I see you. Now you're ready to host my presence. And then she goes, so he said to Gehazi, tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. And if anyone uh, greets you, do not reply. Like he sends his servant. And then he says to the woman, you go with that servant. Look how she clings to God. She, even at this point where it seems like maybe I'll get an answer. And in life we can get small little answers. Be aware that that's not the full answer. The only answer is in this. She goes in verse 30. Then the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. I cannot leave the presence of God. I'm sorry. I'm going to hold on to the presence of God. Hey, you can walk now. No. Not until I see God fulfill what he's promised me. He gave this to me, and I'm believing him to bring it back to life. My life is no longer my own. I belong to Christ. So I'm going to stay right here until God says to go. And if God, when God moves, then I'll move. Only then. I say this to our young men often in our team. I say, guys, if you're in a room, young people, listen to this. And you feel that you're watching or doing something with a group of friends. And you ask yourself this question. Has Jesus walked out the room? Like I said, I can't be here because darkness and light. Well, I mix. What do you do? Do you stay or do you follow the presence of God? This is the life of a Christian. A follower of Christ. Not a follower of self or friends. You cannot get holy by following somebody in church. Right? Only follow Christ. You can pretend, but it will not answer the questions you have in your life. So she says, no, 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 stay. Verse 32. So she only goes with him. Sure enough, that he puts the stick on the child's mouth. He doesn't come to life. So when Elijah came into the house, verse 32, he saw the child lying dead. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed. Isn't that a picture of when Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Stop talking about it to others. No more chismis. Get to real business. Hey, that rhymes. No more chismis. Get into business. God's business. Go home. Go inside. Your answer is inside the closed door. Shut the door. This is what the man of God did. He shut the door and then he did what? Then he went up and he lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes to his eyes, his hands on his hands. And as he stretched over upon him, he felt the flesh of the child become warm. Answers started to come. Intimacy with God, mouth to mouth, eye to eye, hand to hand. You need intimacy. And when you're intimate with someone, you need to be humble, humility, right? And you don't share that intimacy with somebody else. Husbands and wives, if you walk around naked in your neighborhood, it's not good. <laughs> that nakedness is for your own home, okay? Your intimacy with Christ, let's put it into the spiritual picture, is only for Christ. Don't share your mouth and your eyes and your ears and your hands and your body and your flesh and your heart with anyone or anything else but Christ. With that intimacy comes warmth, the breath. When you go mouth and mouth, eye and eye and hand and hand, only then does the breath of God come into your dead flesh. Only then does the freedom come into that area where you've not walked in freedom. You need the breath of God. 
To do that, you humble yourself. You obey. You shut the doors. You and God. Get intimate with the presence of God. Then watch what happens. Then he got up again and he walked once and back and forth in the house. And he went up and he stretched himself upon him again. And then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he said to the woman, pick up your child and go. The answer came after a moment of intimacy and he had to press on. Guys, don't stop on the first sign of a little warmth in the body. Keep going until God says, get up and go. Your child is healed. Your body is whole. I'm here and I've provided for you all that you need. Amen. So today, guys, that is my message. Learn to recognize the presence of God. To know the presence of God, study the truth. Do not get wasted on lies, falsehood. And then host the presence of God in your life by being merciless to things that are not of God. Your source and your life come from God and God alone. Amen? Amen. So potentially, maybe would we, um, if I could have uh, the guitarist come up, if you guys don't mind, um, but, uh, maybe just uh, play a song for a moment. Um, I want to give us a moment. I want to give us a chance. When you hear the word of God, it's not just hear it and look in the mirror, turn away and forget about it. He wants you to eat it, digest it. If the Holy Spirit has highlighted any areas in your life today, if you want true freedom, today's the day to come back in a heart of repentance, in intimacy with God, and say, God, forgive me for this idolatry in my heart. Today I come home. I'm going to close those doors. I'm going to look at the truth. I'm going to cut off those lies and falsehood in my life. And I'm going to be free. Amen? Amen. Amen.